Welcome to Destinations. I am Deborah Howell. Very pleased to have Peter Wren with me. Did I get it close? Yeah. <laughs> Peter is from born and raised in where? Stockholm, Sweden. Fantastic. Never been. I am Swedish and French and English, and it's on my bucket list. Why should I go to Sweden? Mostly for the summer. It's beautiful. It's a lot of culture. And I would say that Stockholm is surrounded by water, and it's very old. We have a, the oldest place is called the Old Town, and it's from the 1200s. Okay. So even the buildings are still standing there. I think what they're trying to do to preserve it is like going down in the cellar and trying to rebuild it because it's like on bad land. So it's almost like it's sinking. Almost like a swamp? Yeah. Okay. So even the, I don't know about the castle though, but if you put like a little ball in one side of the apartment, it will roll down. Okay, there's yeah. a slope. Yeah. What castle are you talking about? The Swedish castle where the king is sitting, but he's, it's the Swedish castle, but nobody is living in it because they're living in other places. So what is the castle used for? Mostly like an event or something. Okay. So the king is living in what we call, it's a little bit outside Stockholm, and it's called Drottningholm's Castle. So each kid that they have, when they're getting married, they get some other place to live, like a little castle. Yeah. To be like renovated, so up to standards for them, and they now when all of them has kids. and. So there's a lot of kid castles around. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is the royalty revered or resented in the year 2019? It's more like a, a profile that we have a king and a queen, but it's still the government who basically rules. They're more like a the picture out okay. or going to different countries and say hi and whatever. <laughs> We're here on behalf of Sweden. Yeah, yeah. Come to our magnificent country. Yeah. More like a figurehead. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's find out some of those reasons why you would want to go to Sweden. What's your very favorite place? I would say in the summer, Kungsträdgården is a very nice place to be at. And then we have the probably the most beautiful of all is probably what we call the Acapella Islands, Ooh. where you can go and stay on this island for like, I think it's like 24 hours, except when the birds are nesting or something. Oh, okay. And then after that, you need to ask for permission from the person who owns the island or whatever. But the best part to do it is probably take one of the big ferries, and it's like a day route. So you can go out there, you have all the luxury on that boat, eating, drinking, mm -hmm. whatever, and then you just sit out there in the sun, and you can see all this Acapella Island all the way to the end, and uh -huh. then it's probably like an hour or two this place who is belongs to uh, Finland, who okay. is called Åland. So, and then it's there for like a couple of hours and then you're coming back probably like eight, nine in the evening. And what are you seeing? Describe the colors and the trees. It's small islands. Some have houses on them. You can take small ferries out to these islands and stay there mm -hmm. for a day or just cruising around. In other case, you need to have a boat for getting out to these islands. Okay, so there you know, are a lot of private boats? Yeah. 
because you're surrounded with water and, and they've done special harbors for boats so you can stay there for a couple of days. And Are there little restaurants there? Or oh, no? yeah, yeah, everywhere. Oh, I see. Yeah, I think the easiest one is going to, uh, it's not that far, it's probably like a half an hour from the city. You go on this boat, going out there, have a luxury dinner, and then the boat is taking you back. Almost like a sunset cruise. Yeah. And it's called Fjäderholmana. I love the Swedish language. It's yeah. so beautiful. Peter, when we were talking before the show, you told me a little bit about the global warming and how it's affecting the fishing in Sweden. Whatever are the Swedes going to do without their lutefisk? Yeah. Oh, I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody hates lutefisk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but we got the surströmming. What's that? It's like herring. Yes. And when you open that can... Oof, oof, clears the room. It clears everything. <laughs> As a matter of fact, it's the smelliest food in the world. If you go to YouTube and just put in surströmming, S-U-R-S-T-R-O-M-M-I-G, there are some hilarious videos of people smelling surströmming for the first time and almost not surviving it. It didn't used to be that, but it's one restaurant, and it's like a seasoned thing. Where they feature surströmming. And when that season kicks in, there is not a table you can get in this restaurant. Really? Yeah. And this is where? In Stockholm? In Stockholm, yeah. So you have to reserve uh, yeah. months in advance. Oh, I'm not going there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. I'd rather take a sailboat out to the Acapella Islands. And yeah. In a little cafe there, what would we have for dinner? Probably fish in some kind. Mm-hmm. That ugly fish with the, <laughs> who is at the bottom. I think it's called monkfish. Monkfish. That's yeah. right. Yeah. That's right. Although that's delicious. Yeah. They're ugly, but boy, yeah. is it tasty. Yeah. It tastes like meat. Yeah. So we have a little thing of monkfish. What would be on the side? I think over here, like if we have a piece of meat and there is no sauce, because over here it's like, yeah, what do you want to have? HP or ketchup or... In my country, it's like whatever you want to have. If you want to have uh, Café de Paris butter, you want to have uh, garlic butter, mm-hmm. uh, like uh, pepper sauce, uh, bearnaise mm. sauce, or oh, whatever sauce you want to have. But over here, if you're going into a store here, you, the only thing that I've seen is like bearnaise sauce that you need to do it yourself with water or... <laughs> But I think it's more like because we're closer to Europe and we get a lot of influence from everywhere. Right. What are some adventurous things to do in Sweden? Something that people love to see is probably going up north in the summer because we got something called the midnight sun. Ah. I did it. I went up to my grandmother. It's not all the way up, but I, and it's the highest city, more or less. It's called Luleå and not surrounded by water, but it's a lot of water. So I was sitting there one evening and had a beer Mm -hmm. and could see the sun going down. And it just goes down to, you know, halfway. And then everything is like red. And then it's starting going up again. Oh, wow. That messes with my head. And it's like 11 midnight. I remember when I used to work in clubs in Stockholm. You went in in the evening, worked at 10, 11. It was dark. Yeah. And then when you quit and going home, it was like daylight at At 2 o'clock. 2 in the morning. Yeah. I had to put black plastic in front of my window so I could (laughs) sleep. I would too. Yeah. Okay, so we explored the midnight sun. I'm, I'm sure people camp out and make it a whole event. Yeah. It's a lot of not as big RVs that we got over here, but mm-hmm. they 
got not the air oh airstream okay. yeah but you have like type of that and they go there when they have their vacation and sit there for four to six weeks four and, to six weeks yeah because that's where we have paid vacation oh, if i didn't like you so much i'd hate you it's <laughs> So for when I was younger, then we just took our motorcycles and went down to Europe, yeah, to Spain or whatever for six weeks, <sighs> to Ibiza or Palma de Mallorca or Paris or the Riviera. Yeah, that's why you're so happy because you have six yeah. weeks of vacation. You got to do all that stuff. Yeah, because when you you know when you're coming home, you got a paycheck and then pay the rent and then oh. live a little cheap and then you're fine again. That's fantastic. When you go to the South American countries, it's all about soccer. What are the sports that people are crazy about in Sweden? Ice hockey, mm -hmm. but mostly it's soccer. And now you got the one of the famous ones here in the galaxy, Slatan Ibrahimovic. He was coming to Sweden like a kid, I think, and making silly money. And then, of course, in the winter, there's cross-country skiing. Yeah. We have something where my father comes from, who used to be kind of a small event, but now it's like huge. It's probably like 15, 20,000, and it's like cross-country skiing from one resort mm -hmm. to another resort, and it's called Vasaloppet. But I think it's because of the old king, Gustav Vasa, when he was trying to get soldiers from Norway or something mm -hmm. that he had to snow ski and do in that. Then we also have, we have uh, something that people likes to go and visit is the Vasa, the sailing boats who sink in the oh. 1600 or something. The big tall wooden ships. Yeah, yeah. So they have preserved it in one place. Mm, I'd like to see that. Yeah. It's, and going in there because it's like you go into pavilion and they had that sprinkle over the, the groceries. Yes. Yeah. That's what it does to oh, the ship. To preserve the wood. To preserve the wood. Wow. Yeah, I'd love yeah. to see that. And because on its first route, obviously it wasn't too much stone in the bottom on this ship. Okay. So it flipped. Top, it flipped. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's nothing worse than a Some, flipped ship. Somebody screwed up. <laughs> yeah. So we have the big ships. We have the Midnight Sun. We have the cross country. In Wisconsin, we have the Berkabiner, which is the biggest cross country race in this yeah. country. And yeah. that's in Hayward, Wisconsin every winter. And Thousands and thousands of people come on skis, whether they have legs or arms or whatever. Yeah. It's for everybody yeah. to participate in. And uh, it's, it's quite an emotional event. And yeah. it's very cold, but the whole town comes out yeah. and lines the streets with hot chocolate and yeah. cheers on, on the people. It's just a very cool thing. What else in Sweden is there to do in terms of adventure for people who like to hike or kayak? Or Oh, you, you have all that. And also, one of my friends did it early. They took Americans coming to Sweden or Norway or something fishing. Deep sea fishing or river? No, river fishing. River fishing, yeah, okay. For locks. And how did they do? Well, I think they did pretty good. Yeah. Are these in the small rivers or? I don't know where they went, but you need to take your way up there. So you so, hike to the fishing spot and then camp? Yeah. And it's just pristine, isn't it? Yeah, and, you know, peaceful and quiet, you know, mosquitoes, and you drink a lot of liquor to just keep them away. <laughs> and those alpine lakes, there are nothing like them. No. Crystalline alpine lakes. Yeah. <sighs> and when you're camping and you look at the stars in Sweden. Crystal. Crystal. Yeah. I think you need to be closer to the Nordic countries because here we can't see very many stars. Mm -hmm. And it needs to be colder to get it that crystal clear. Just magnificent. Yeah. So what is the Swedish denomination of money? Is it the kroner? Yeah, Swedish krona. Okay. And yeah. dollar for dollar, what is that like? I would say 
you get for a dollar, I think it's about eight fifty or nine fifty for a dollar. Oh, okay. so it's good for the American going there, but it's not that yeah. way around. Going <laughs> okay, <there>. okay, <laughs> coming here. That's an incentive then to yeah. go to Sweden. And why else would you go to Sweden? Would you go for the people? Yeah, people are very kind and they're very helpful, and most of them speak English because that's, that's our second language. Or, mm-hmm. So Americans can feel very comfortable in in Stockholm. Yeah, yeah, they they can. What is Stockholm known for? Is it known for architecture or? Yeah, I would probably say architecture because if it's an old house, like the most of the houses, they're probably what we call K-marked and you can't touch it. There's like historic land marks? No, the, the, the building is historic. Yeah. So you can't touch it. So you don't see very many high rises. So the houses is probably, I would say, five, six floors. Well, that's lovely because so many of those similar structures in other cities got bombed to pieces in World War II. Yeah, and because Sweden was a neutral country still, then it wasn't that much coming this way. So the damage was much less significant than in other cities. Yeah, like, for example, they were more uh, after, like, Norway because they had the heavy water for the bombs. Right. Yeah. So that was more interesting for them. Sweden didn't have any of that stuff. And you are more protected. Yeah. And today, either country is still, either they're Russian or NATO, but Sweden is nothing. Okay. Just right in the middle, just saying, you all do your thing. We're going to just sit here and eat a beautiful plate of monkfish. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) With what on the side? I would say, I like when you take that press with potato and press Mm. potato and then put a little butter on the fish. Oh, that sounds so good. And then what's a good Swedish dessert? It would probably be freshly Swedish strawberries, ice cream. Strawberries and ice cream. Yeah. What did my mother and grandmother teach me to bake? Lefsa, Swedish. It's like a very thin pancake, and you roll it up, and you can put butter and powdered sugar inside. Oh, okay. Isn't that more like a crepe? A crepe, but she called it lefsa. She was Swedish. And and then also krumkaka, cream cake, like a coffee cake. And Swedish Kringler, the best at Christmas. Yeah. Up north, they have like some strange food. (laughs) And when I was with my mother, I remember you could buy in the store like blood pudding. Blood pudding. That you could cut up and fry it, steak it. And then I'm I'm coming there and and my grandmother says like, yeah, so uh, what are you going to eat? I go like, yeah, I'm going to eat this blood pudding. And she goes like, oh, not that stuff. I'm doing the real thing here. I'm like, what are you doing? And she had like this bag that she was cooking with all that stuff in it. I'm like, Mom, I don't want to have that stuff. (laughs) No, that's a bit too real. And then they have something they call kroppkakor. And it's like a baking stuff. You bake it. But in in the middle, it's like bacon and stuff like that. And and they stake that bacon and then they put it in there and then do these balls and then just put it down in water so it cooks up. Wow. And then when it's done, you eat that and you put butter on it. That sounds delicious. Let's have some of that tonight. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Peter, what are Swedes most proud of in your mind? I think people who work in Sweden, most of the time, they have one job. Not like here, you need to have two, three for surviving. Yes. And then they have enough money. I wouldn't say they're very rich, but they have enough money to survive. Go on vacation to 
whatever country. Most of the people, they work a lot, they save money. So when the winter comes, they probably go with the family down to Thailand for a month or two. Yeah, that sounds like a reasonable life. Sounds like a good life. Yeah. Instead of working three jobs for your two weeks off a year. Yeah. And you usually get sick on it because you're so, you know, when you let your body finally relax. Yeah. Sometimes you get sick. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's not very healthy, is it? No, not really. Yeah. So healthy, good life, uh, not ostentatious. No. Over here, it's like, oh, I I need to get that Mercedes. I need to get that house. I need to whatever, you know. Not like that. No. And also with our living, most I would say it's a lot of renting, but it doesn't work like it does over here. For example, if you were working here and now you change work and go into, we say, Long Beach. Yes. Yeah. So instead of having this commute from here to Long Beach, you're going to be looking at an apartment in Long Beach instead. So you running around there and say, oh, this building looks nice. I'll go in and rent an apartment here. Now I don't have to commute for an hour and a half in the traffic. But for us, we need, basically when we're kids, they put us in this, like a queue for getting an apartment when we get 20. Interesting. Yeah. And it's just getting more difficult to do that. So many is going like on the, what what should I say, like a black market and buy Ah, a contract. So even if you have a contract, we say that everything is legal. You you did this. So now you have an apartment and you have like the first hand contract on that apartment. Yeah. So now we say you're going to move, for example, to Gothenburg. And to do so, now you need to find somebody in Gothenburg who would like to move to Stockholm oh. to switch the contracts. Wow. It's like trading places, you know, yeah. trading spaces. And even if you want to move from one part of town to another part of town, mm-hmm. now you're going in the paper and said, yeah, I'm looking for an apartment. I got my apartment over here, mm-hmm. but I would like to move over to this place. Mm-hmm. So even if in this area, if wow. somebody over there would like to move over here, and I got a two-bedroom, whatever, on the third floor. Here's the phone number. Wow. That is very different. Yeah, that is very it different. is. And it's very hard. But then also, I had a one-bedroom apartment. And it was like about six, 700 square feet mm-hmm. with two balconies. Very hard to get. Mm-hmm. But it was my mom's and dad's. And, and it was a rental. And I paid 600 bucks a month. Wow. But if you're getting into like a new apartment, Mm -hmm. like even here, it's going to cost you like $3,500. Market value. Yeah. But over there, it would still cost probably about Mm $1,500 for a one bedroom. Yeah. I was going to ask you if there are a lot of people who bike to work, but probably not in the winter. (laughs) I got a friend. He's biking all the time. Really? Yeah. It doesn't matter which weather it is, but he doesn't have that far to go. Okay. But he's he's biking all the time. And even I, the only time I had a job, I had to be there at five o'clock in the morning. So I had a car. But when I was coming home, I parked my car and I took my bike instead because it's parking. Yeah. Pain in the ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't matter if it's here or London, Paris, yeah. wherever we are, it's, go- it's still going to be a pain in the ass. Same thing. So I think that the big cities in Europe, it's a lot of biking. Yeah, I love that. That's yeah. what I love about Europe yeah. the most. If you had the last 24 hours of your life to spend in Sweden, what would you do with them? What would be a perfect day for you? I don't know. Probably sit on the balcony on the outside and just, it's a done deal. <laughs> Look at a lake. 
Yeah, just relaxing. Just relax. You know, but it's like the same thing here, I think. Like, what is it that gets you so calmed down and soothing to just going down to the water and just see? Yeah. You can see people living closer to the water here. It's another lifestyle. If you move up to Hollywood or Mm -hmm. Beverly Hills, it's another lifestyle. Yeah. But if you go down to one of those beach cities, it's another living. Yeah. What would your last meal be in what restaurant in Stockholm? You could leave the world happy. We got one of those. It's called a korvkiosk. Okay. And the things that I like is not healthy, <laughs> but it's it's something like a bread. Mm-hmm. And it used to be like mashed potato and two grilled hot dogs. Mm-hmm. And then you put like shrimp salad on it. Wow, that's really different. Yeah, but I don't like the mashed potatoes. So I want to have fries in there. And then they roll it together. It's like if you've been out and partying, you want to go to McDonald's or yeah, something. Yeah. So you get that, that greasy stuff. Yeah. Alcohol can like, and <laughs> this is that stuff. And when I go back to Sweden, I want to have one of those. Yeah. And then I'm fine. Yeah. And what do you wash it down with? Akavit? No, just a Coke. Okay. You don't like Akavit? No, I, I don't like liquor at all that. Yeah. Okay. All right. So when they're going to do that shots, mm-hmm. when they eat uh, herring or whatever, yeah. it's like a big thing in Sweden. It comes that period of in the summer where you should have herring either in mustard or whatever sauce it's in there. Mm-hmm. So And then you eat that and then it's time for taking that shot. Yeah. Got to be brave. Oh, gosh. If there were festivals in Stockholm, what would they entail? What would they be about? We got that beer festival. And then we have that, I think it's called Valborg, and it put that fire. You mean a big bonfire? Yeah. And everybody gathers around everybody it? Everybody gathers around it. and Do they know. sing? No, not really. It's just that they do it. In the middle of the streets of the city? No, no, no. It, it, they have special places, and people come there, and they put fire to it. And, and people just mingle? Yeah. That sounds fun. Yeah. And then they stargaze. Yeah. You know, and we got something called the Midsummer, mm-hmm. and then they put the flagpole and they decorate it with flowers, and oh. and then they dance around it, and and then we have like when it's I used to go to it here mm-hmm. because they do it down in Redondo Beach called the uh, Lucia because they do it like the first Sunday of December. Okay. Then because we drink something who is warm. It's not wine, but you can put real wine in there so it gets a little bit more alcohol or you put vodka in there too mm-hmm. so it gets a little bit more bang for the buck. Yeah. But it's called glug. Glug. And then we eat peppercockor. Peppercockor. Yeah. And what is that? It's that brown cinnamon. It's like a cake, okay. but it's very thin. All right. Yeah. And it tastes good for mm. with that. And also you can eat cheese to it. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. Ah, so. You're getting me hungry, Peter. Yeah. I want to thank you so much for being with us. How do you say hello in Swedish? Hey. And how do you say goodbye? Hey då. And how do you say thank you? Tack så mycket. And my grandma, who is Swedish, taught me a jag älskar dig, which means I love you. Yeah. And I love you for being our guest today. Thank you, Peter. Thank you. Oh, and just a quick P.S. The Swedes lay claim to the smelliest food in the world. And if you go to YouTube, type in the word surströmming. S-U-R-S-T-R-O-M-M-I-N-G. Surströmming. And uh, it is definitely the smelliest food in the world. And there's some very funny videos of people trying it for the first time. I think you'll enjoy. Go to YouTube, type in the word surströmming.
S-U-R-S-T-R-O-M-M-I-N-G. Surströmming. And uh, it is definitely the smelliest food in the world. And there's some very funny videos of people trying it for the first time. I think you'll enjoy.